this. Just so that it's not distracting. Is it still? Yeah, I think it's still. Did you ever get pimples on your neck? Like where? Uh, yeah, sometimes. It's like very painful. Painful, right? You're like, why there? Yeah. Like, was there not like sweat over here or over like what happened there? Yeah. How long does this last? I don't know, and they're never like poppable. They're like. I went behind my ear sometimes. Yeah, what? I like recurring locations. I guess. That's like, so funky. Yeah. Or like right by on your lip. Ugh. Those are hard. Okay, anyway. Um, can I do this? Yeah. Is this a good way to start? (laughs) How confident do you feel that that's recording? Like 50% confident. I I would say I feel 50% confident that it's recording at all right now, and then 25% confident that the audio quality would be usable. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so 25 times 50 is... You mean (laughs) 0.25 times? Right, what is 0.25 times 0.50? Right, it's like, so half of it would be 25, 12, so it's 12.25. So there's a 12.5% chance that any Two version point. of this. 12.25. 12.25, thank you. Is that right? <laughs> 12.5. You're right. Am I? You're totally right. I was so ready to see the point. I, my calculus teacher going to be really proud of me that I did that in my head. <laughs> How are you? I'm all tired. I'm, yeah. I'm going to New York tomorrow, and so I'm just like, just get through this day. I feel day. like this is actually like a recurring theme of our meetings. That we're tired? No, that the next day or the day of, you're going to New York. <laughs> yeah, this happens, this has happened the last three times I've seen you. That makes me feel better about myself. Now I kind of picture myself as like a jet I'm glad. It makes me feel worse about myself. Great. Yeah, I think those two like go hand in hand. Okay, perfect. The kind of good I feel about myself only happens at the expense of other people's feelings about me. Sure, yeah, makes sense. What are you doing? weekend. I'm going camping for somebody's 30th birthday. You know how people like, hit these milestones and then like, then they're worth celebrating or something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm, I'm indulging someone in that. Where, you, where are you going? It's like Mount Madonna. It's like south. <laughs> That's about as much as I know. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go and it's going to rain so I'm preparing myself for the type of person I want to be in that experience. I was just going to say, I really see you thriving in that kind of situation. Oh, tell me more. Like, just like in the face of it, person like, come on, come on, Al, like, we can do it. Rain is fun. Like, remember when we were kids? Like, we loved being in the rain. Yeah, like, let's think about this as a literary reference. Yeah. Rain and water are really about rebirth. Yeah. This is an yeah. opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then also, some part of me feels tired about embodying that state. It expends energy. Yes. And also, being cold is one of my least favorite activities. Hmm. But it's going to be fine. I'm going to have I'm gonna have a good spirit. I know you will. So I'm doing that. Um, there's a question about... How, how do you feel about tents? I love tents. Okay, so... what? Tell me more. Like, what kind of tents do you like? Do you have opinions about tents? Or are you sort of... I own a tent. Um. And so I guess I have enough of an opinion to have bought one over others. And I think... I, I like that it was green. I liked that. <laughs> First and foremost, <laughs> you mean that in like a colored sense, the and outside not in part like of an it is green. environmentally friendly. Oh no, yeah, sense. no, I don't know. It probably okay. has a horrible it's not impact. Like made on out of something green. It was very cheap. It was like sixty or seventy bucks. So uh, it's probably 
not good for the environment. And so it's probably it was probably manufactured or made in China and then brought over here in mass. Right. So um, uh, what else do I like? Easy setup is very oh, important. It's really good. Like I had uh, someone else's tent and like things had to like go into other things and then but it, because it had been used they were all muddy and so I had to oh. spend 20 minutes digging the mud no. with a knife out of the little this reminds me of in pottery mm-hmm. um there's this thing called the wheel you know yeah and it spins yeah, let me get a food oh yeah 201 for the win You know what happened is like I had every intention of getting two, two things. Yeah. But then like because I got a fork and a knife, it felt like it's I got two. For the brain. Yeah. Are you concerned about the glossiness of that cheese? It's, like it's really glossy. glossy. Yeah. It's... Okay, so on the wheel. Yeah. When you put this thing, these two little things on the wheel head, they're like little screws, mm-hmm. and they give these little nubbins above the wheel. And um, it's for this thing called a bat. And the bat is like a flat surface that has two holes in it, and you put that bat on top of the wheel. And the reason we do this is so that when you're done throwing something, you can literally like lift the bat off mm. and not have to like manipulate your piece so it can dry without it you know, needing to pick it up. Right. So there is these, these people. This is 100% related to tents. There's these people who leave the little nubbins in yeah. and then they throw and then it's like crusty clay uh, that dries and then you can't you cannot take them off because right. the clay gets like all up in there that's rude um and then what do you what do you do about that are First there signs are there signs up around being like don't forget to take your nubbins off yeah and then uh, there's a social shaming blackboard another <laughs> well first do you cry and then and then I just take one for the team and I like try to get in there yeah like wet it because clay unless it's unless it's um fired already it lo- it loves water it's like the most regenerative mm. clay is the uh what do you call those things on your tongue clay's the Natalie of camping of right water. also though uh what are the things on your tongue called <laughs> you know, like the little things that, it, that they burn? Taste buds. Taste buds. <laughs> Clay are the taste buds of anatomy in that they can like die off and like get crusty and gross, but then they just regenerate. Is that true of taste you buds? You just add water. It takes a lot of Yeah. So I could burn my I could burn my tongue and let's say some hot pizza. Yeah. And then drink a glass of water and then those just 
well, like time matters. Like time, there's like a time variable. and water. Yeah, time and a liquid, which is basically pottery. That's mm-hmm. what I've learned about throwing pottery. It's, Are you gonna write a book about like pottery metaphors? Do you think that that would sell well? Mm-hmm. That's my primary goal. I think you were illustrated beautifully. Oh. All you need is a beautiful illustrator. <laughs> That's true. Oh wow! Cheers. <laughs> Salute. Mm. Wow. I think I took yours. No, I mean, I was just thinking. I appreciate it. journal? Uh, I do. Not of my metaphors. Where do your metaphors go? Immediately out of my mouth into the world <laughs> to be rarely understood. <laughs> um, what is your like full stack of writing reflection tools? So you have a journal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is it a paper journal or online? It's a paper journal. Uh, and very importantly, it is non-ruled. Don't give me lines. Uh, like completely blank. Blank. Okay. If I have to have rules, it's gonna have to be quadrants. You know, you know, like the little. The dot grid. The or the graph. Or the graph. Oh, thank goodness, you know the terms. Yeah. Yeah. But one thing I've been working on is um, I'm like a I'm a perfectionist. And if I have the structure of the grids, mm-hmm. that like really mm. just keeps me in that a lot. Mm. So the blank, blank paper is nice. Okay, the other important tool is the pen. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I first had the point three tip. Mm-hmm. And I, that was like a life-changing moment to go from like 0.7 to 0.5 to 0.3. Now I have 0.05. Wow. And I have feelings about it. Sometimes 0.25 is actually the right one. Is this all this, the same brand? I don't. Sometimes. Is this like a what kind of little nubbin is it? Uh yeah. Uh, so there's a few. There's there's like you know the classic Muji's. Yep. Uh, there's. Uh, What's this one called? I have it. Do I have it? Oh yeah, this one. The like mm-hmm. little microns. This is point yeah. zero five. You should have the experience right here. And Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, it's wow. Yeah, so we have these in the office uh-huh. around the corner and someone has these and I just use them mm-hmm. as if they were mine. Mm-hmm. And there's a it's a thicker one and it's really I love it. What do you love about it? Well, it's like a paintbrush. It's it, really it nice. has like it mm. like releases mm-hmm. ink kind mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. into the page. And then I have this other one. Now, this is a very different experience. Yeah much thicker but mm-hmm. this has got excellent flow this is a pentel stylo mm-hmm. i do encourage uh, yeah. test driving yeah. and 
Oh yeah. Change the angle and see what happens. Oh wow. So so good. It's good. But it is thicker, you know. Yeah. And and then there's another one that I was actually journaling oh with this morning. It's just so. I mean, it's like barely thin. there. So getting in a flow state with that pen is like a, a task. Want to give this one a quick spin? Yeah. What is this? Is this your go-to? This is a Sarasa zebra. <laughs> <laughs> right. How could I forget? Oh, so you're a dot kind of person. I'm a dot kind of person. Yeah, it's it is quite flowy. It, it's definitely a point seven. It's a point seven. Uh, oh yeah, you're, you're, did you know? You, did you know that? I just knew that. Oh yeah. So I, I get a lot of joy out I, of. I the, like its grayness. The color itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the color is cool. Yeah. So that, and that's it. And I have. Oh yeah, I have one more pen, which is this Muji highlighter situation, which is kind of interesting because it's got like an interesting angle opportunity as well. Yeah, I so, think you're thinking about angles in a whole way that like is... Very calligraphic. Yeah, you're... <laughs> Excuse no? me? What did you just call it? Calligraphite-ish. You're a calligraphiliac. Yes! Hashtag love it. Okay, so mm. that's an experience. So, you have your paper journal. What happens when you want to record a thought online? Mm. Man. I have like six journals for that online. Mm -hmm. I've used everything. I don't think I have a good thing yet. Um, like, to-do tasks are very different yeah. than I have an idea, yeah. which are very different from let me start doing some thinking out loud on paper yeah. in a setting in which I have my computer. Um, maybe that's multiple calendars. It's like really like somehow organized beautifully. There's like art. Can I tell you about my calendar? Yeah. I started color coding it like that. Like, like that? for different um, for different brain energies. Yeah. Got this idea from uh, this woman named Laura Hogan. She like writes online. She's like a coach and used to be a VP of engineering at Kickstarter. Do you want to give her a shout out on, on the podcast? Shout out. We but, don't like, really know. What, each other. what would the? How can I find Laura's? Okay. Oh yeah. If you just type in her name mm -hmm. in the Googs, just you're Laura? gonna find L A R A space new new word H O G A N. I think. Is that right? I think that's right. Hogan. I think so. And then maybe she has like a name before that, like Calendar Hogan. But just Laura Hogan, you can find her. She has a blog. She's really, I'm, I'm really inspired by her. And I did a coaching session with her not too long ago. Now she's a coach. And she also has written about this topic of color coding your calendar. I think she calls it defragging it. But uh, the idea is that like throughout the day, have all these like meetings or interactions with these other things called humans right. and they require potentially different types of energy mm. for you and like as a as a PM that feels really true like there's all these different layers of conversations you might be having and with different types of people who have different levels of context and anyway so uh, first step track your data you know mm -hmm. so that you can you can evaluate it and so I just came up with like five colors or something for my own brain energy. Yep. <laughs> it's like 
green is like empathy ears. Like I need to be like really listening. Mm. So I use that when I'm like talking to users. It's mm. like be wide open and yeah. like try to listen and really listen, not like think you're pretend like you're listening. Right. Uh, there's like a pur- deep purple, which is like strategic heads down. Like I need space to do this work and usually it takes me a while to get into like a flow state with it um and then there's like planning it's like a salmon color Mm -hmm. planning and like team meetings that are sort of sort of reporty or uh statusy or like important stuff but also a different type of brain injury for me uh like team building things yeah okay uh a little bit, a little bit different. And then there's like a orangish color that's like upward management, <laughs> uh, which is like one-on-ones with my manager or like his manager or another yeah. VP or whatever it might be. Yeah. Uh, and okay, so track the data, which is cool. Plus, then you know people are like, "Wow, your calendar is so beautiful." Side effect, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does everyone? Is it public what these colors mean? Actually, no. Everyone just sees like me as one color. So they can't see mm. how I'm tracking that. Okay. But if they see like my screen, you know, yeah. like you just like saw I that person's screen. Yeah. So then, because this all stemmed from like, why is it that like some days you leave work and you're like fucking exhausted, and other days you leave and you're like energized? It's not like hours of work mm. necessarily. And so the hypothesis was like, some of these things are energy draining, some of these things are energy giving. How do you start paying more attention to what is yeah, what? Yeah, if you misalign with whatever the energy required is. Yeah, or it might be, and I think Laura talks about this as well, like it might not be that you don't like one of those types of work, but it's the context switching between the different types that's actually really draining. Mm-hmm. And so that's been super true. Like I started batching types into one day. So basically like Monday, I should expect to get like no deep work done. Mm-hmm. And like starting to like forgive myself for not thinking that that is like me not doing work mm-hmm. versus like no this is work that needs to be done it just doesn't look like this other type of work that also needs to be done totally uh it's been really freeing it's amazing also i realized that like actually i don't mind a lot of these different types of brain spend versus before i'd be like i don't really like doing this like plenty thing or yeah uh, one of the challenges i can imagine uh, i love this it's It's so alien to me because, like, I was never that person who was, like, I think I'm the opposite of cynicism. I'm not colorblind, but, like, I'm somewhere between... Uh-huh. I'm somewhere, like, between the two on the colorblind side. Like, where, like, you know how, like, people sometimes, like, highlight their textbooks in multiple mm-hmm. colors or, like, mm-hmm. colors never were a thing for me. Mm-hmm. But, um, but at the same time, what you're saying, like, I, I need that. One of my challenges sometimes is like when I feel like the meeting should go a certain way and then no one else is on that page. Uh, and so that's why I was wondering about the, the, the color because it's like, if I'm like, this is a listening meeting, but then I'm with someone else who's like not listening. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, Wait, we, another thing? Mm, tell me. This has like been such a powerful thing in my life. Have I told you about six thinking hats before? Mm-mm. Okay, this is a book. It's by some old white dude, probably, named Edward de Bono or something like that. 
and it's called Six Thinking Hats, and like it's basically how to get better at thinking, right? Mm-hmm. Is like the <laughs> subtext. But I think it's it's framed in a way that is like manages the reality that we don't think on our own. Generally, we are like need to be working in environments where we have to like co-think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the idea is that there's like six colors of hats. And we tend to all play like a single role where like you want to have a meeting where you're like, we need to do listening and someone else like is a crappy listener. And so like they're just not playing that role. So each of the hats represents a color, which represents a type of thinking. And so like, uh, I'm going to muck this up, but like uh, the uh, red hat represents like feelings and emotions and intuition and that sort of stuff. The uh, black hat represents like cynicism and doubt and skepticism and questioning and whatever. The yellow hat represents like facts and data and uh, numbers and whatever. All these different ones represent something different. And so uh, there have been times when I've like put them on the board in a room um, and because we all like tend to play one of these roles like pretty consistently, first of all, that's really exhausting for people. Like, right. if, especially if you're the one that like is this constant cynic, which is like a lot of power power in like the skeptic, yeah. right? That keeps us honest, like yeah. keeps us on track, asks tough questions. Yeah. But like, if you're constantly doing that, it can also be like a real drain, and people might not like working with you yeah. very much. You know, I have feelings about that. <laughs> no, tell me. <laughs> okay, I'll pause that. But. Then we could be like, hey, I'm noticing a lot of like, there's a lot of yellow in the room right now. Like, what would we say if we put the green hat on? And it's like this really cool moment of like, it's not like Nick, you're yellow or you're green. It's like, let's try a different lens on this that I don't have to personally identify with. And it's like, it's been pretty effective. That's super cool. You know, I think maybe, maybe it's May Lee. I feel like someone has mentioned this. And I think there's someone has maybe the idea of actually making these hats, mm. and so that we can actually put them on, which, yeah. I, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, we would definitely benefit from that because, like, yeah, I, I think if we have a problem on our team, it's like we we're like a Greek drama mm. where like all the characters just are like, I'm communicating one thing, and like they're just like always like here for that. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas, like, our lensic thinking is, is lacking, like, the ability to put on multiple mm-hmm. hats. Mm-hmm. I have to show you, um, I'll show you later, but uh, for Hackathon this week, I'm, I, I'm making a deck of cards mm-hmm. called the Product Lenses. Mm-hmm. And so each card is like well, a lens to look through. Well, so, uh, that's probably a really good sound that just happened in the background. Uh, <laughs> so this thing's not recording. <laughs> it's great. Uh, yeah, I mean, like what's an example? Um, or like two or five. The lens of secrets. Oh. So you might draw like a card. And it's, yeah, it's very, it's very like mystical. You and pulled it, the five of mm-hmm. uh, of retention. Yeah, and it's pretty ripped off from this other deck of cards called the deck of game design lenses. So like there was a game designer who made it. And because he's a game designer, like it feels like a game. Sure. Um. But so the the lens of secrets is like all about information and who knows what. So right now the makeup cards is like built for like an education company. So like yeah. it should be able to serve like a Google and Khan Academy equally, but yeah. it might not serve Google mm-hmm. as directly. So it might be like things like, what information does our product know exclusively? Like what do we know that mm-hmm. no one else knows? Mm-hmm. But what does mm-hmm. the teacher know that the student doesn't know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What does the student know that they want to be a secret? 
And then like how might changing what does the student know that the teacher knows that they yeah. know that right. they don't know. Right. And then how might like changing these roles roles or access to information improve the experience? Sweet. Um, is the I mean maybe there's not a goal other than it's cool, but um, is it goal to like inspire better discussion around things like or, or yeah better thinking better discussion mm-hmm. just like looking at our products and our product directions and brainstorms through like multiple lenses yeah it's so easy to be like here's this idea that we came up with and here's what we're gonna do and execute on it but like it's very it feels very like one dimensional. Mm-hmm. So I like the dimensionality aspect of that. Yeah, and without without that kind of prompting, it's easy to then anchor the discussion on like, well, when is it going out? Mm-hmm. Or like, what yeah. problem is it solving? Or like, where should from the high level go? Mm-hmm. Or like, who is it? Whose problem is it solving? And like, those are all good questions, but they're like a pretty small subset. Sure. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, do I have access to it, or is it something that only you know about? <laughs> the product, the, the lens, the, the decks. That you're, the deck that you're making. Um, I would love you to have access to it. Great. Yeah. Um, we have about. That's like, the lens of collaboration. The or? lens of. <laughs> <laughs> the lens of Natalie. Does Natalie know about it? The lens of N <laughs> names that start with N. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a prototype. Maybe I can send you it. Yay. You could you could work it when I'm with your team. Let me know how it goes. That sounds fun. I'm excited about that. Cool. And I want to do the hats thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. And you, there's like a snippet of it online you can find it in a hot sack. But there's also a book and it's pretty... It's a nice little read. It's very... I guess I liked it because like studying linguistics in school, it's very semantic-y. Yeah. It's very like... It's very logical, but in a way that like leaves room for meaning. In a way that like philosophy sometimes doesn't. Mm. And just feelings kind of miss the logic side yeah. of it so I, I like it yeah. I like it I'm into it I like it I like it um so you have like you have a journal and then you have oh, yeah, like journal. things online sort of scattered over the place do you ever feel the urge to like go back and make sense of let's say your year or your month by like mm-hmm. what like okay I'll tell you what I'm doing yeah are you familiar with the artist's way Sway. <laughs> oh, the artist sway. <laughs> Yo. Oh my god, that just gave me so much joy. Do you know the artist sway? Like, yeah, like personally. <laughs> oh man. Well, do you? <laughs> I, I actually I neither know the art of sway nor do I know the artist's sway. But I, I know that artists have a way. Yes, as they do. Um, okay, there's a book by Julia Cameron called The Artist's Way. And uh, it's like it's a bit self-helpy, but it's it's cool. It's like 12 chapters that align with like 12 weeks of like returning to your true artist or mm-hmm. something semi-cheesy. And uh, there's two main tenets of the book. One is something called morning pages, in which you get up in the morning and you write three pages, and even if it's painful, and you just vomit up thoughts on the page. Uh, and uh, the second is something called artist dates, which is basically you make time during your week to take yourself out on an artist date that is generally something you do by yourself. Like, it's not a social outing. It's like for you to be in touch with and live out values that are important to you in creating art. Uh, And so I did this when I was fun employed, which was really fun, and I I really enjoyed it. It's one of the reasons I got into pottery. And 
so my journaling right now is morning pages that I've just continued from that. Yeah. And so in the in the course they discuss like do not reread your pages until you get to like week nine or something. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, go back and see what you've been like what are the themes that like come up over and over right. and over again. But one of the the core parts of morning pages are like you write out these things called like blurts, which are like when your brain says it's basically like your voice that's like, I can't, I suck. Yeah. And to like write that out while it's happening. In my case, I like underline it so it's easy for me to mm-hmm. see them when I go back. Uh, and then immediately thereafter to write like an affirmation about mm-hmm. like why that's like just bullshit. You shouldn't have to. Right. Um, and so like I always have the same like Wait, blurbs over so and over Immediately again. after it's like, you write the blurb so like, or like oh, yeah. later, nine weeks later? Yeah, no, like it'll be like the blurb. So it'll be like, mine will be like, yesterday I had a really great conversation with a coworker. Blurt, why do I always like fail at really tying up loose ends in yeah. these kind of conversations? Underline, affirmation, you put in so much effort because you care about people, mm-hmm. period. It's only like that. Mm-hmm. So like doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. when you read it in right. line, but it's like about sort of short-circuiting the, gotcha. the bullshit. Uh, and then I kind of like go back over it. But I haven't, I, I haven't done recently like a now I'm gonna go look over all these things and like act upon them uh, it's more like a am I aware of what these things are what mm-hmm. the patterns are consistently and then over time I like when they happen when I'm not writing when yeah. I like have that blur I just do the same exact process in my head I just like short circuit it right I'm like oh yeah there's that voice again okay bye no time for you uh, I'm checking the time we gotta go at 9.30 did you say Oh, oh now. Are you bored already? No, I, I, I'm really excited about this, and I want to go deep into yeah. it, and then I was like, I want to... Uh, I was feeling vulnerable about, like, doing that, and then you're like, so it's been great. Later. I've got to run. <laughs> um, okay, so... I want to talk more about that, but I want to... I want to, like, pitch you on something that I've been thinking about forever and I think maybe I'm the only one who's interested in it. <laughs> it goes back to like lenses. It's like so, you know, morning pages is one of the lenses through which you write. Mm-hmm. Other lenses include the emails that you send, um, the text that you write, the specs that you write. And then even within any of those media, right, like emails are to family, to loved ones, to coworkers. Like how does one begin to like what is 2017 Natalie or what does 2017 Nick look like mm-hmm. it has to be some weird roll up of like all of my blah, blah. Yeah. Not, not to be confused with the blur but like blah. yeah yeah um, why like, are you interested in the roll up what's important about the roll up too doesn't it sort of seem like the only way to faithfully get some sense of like self identity or self understanding like aren't I to some extent the sum of my output like, is this a worth question for you? Or, like, a... It's like a snapshot. You know yeah. you know when, like, when engineers are like, hey, we took a snapshot of the product, so don't worry, like, we'll roll back to that snapshot. <laughs> are you trying to roll back to a firmware version I'm not trying to roll back. No, no, I'm not trying to roll back, but I, maybe I need the security of, like... Oh, you want, like, Nick version control. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. And then, you know, in 2020, I can sort of look at these snapshots and be like, wow, I... Yeah. Uh, and are you imagining that, like, there's an actual... So, this feels important to me, too, in that, like, I 
consistently think I'm like putting myself on the edge of like my comfort zone or yeah. like growth area and so it's some I equate it to like hair growing where I'm like I can't see how long my hair is getting like day after day but then like when I look at three months ago I'm like wow my hair is really long yeah and so like it's important to me to be aware of the metaphor of you know how how much I'm growing over time but I also feel like some portion of that is just feelings based like there's no here's the synthesis mm-hmm. uh, are you like does the synthesis feel really important to you no okay no like my dream output is like a book that is just uh. a collection of all of the stuff with no commentary oh wow mm-hmm. that's wild mm-hmm. oh what a political statement <laughs> I'm actually really interested in this uh, why do you, wait, why do you want that? I'm not sure. Okay. But like, I, I okay, know that I know I want that you it. want it. Okay, that's fine. I shouldn't ask why questions. I feel very... Including pokey. photos, potentially. Mixed media is okay. Mm-hmm. Like, audio? Maybe. I recorded some raps in 2017. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> About the end of the year or throughout the year? Throughout the year. Okay. I did some rap battles with uh, my best bud down in Brazil. And so we exchanged rap battles... <laughs> and then I, I destroyed him so bad that then I like made a full length album about like that like extended beyond him about like how much of a good rapper I am. Oh. But the lyrics were sounds very Nicki Minaj. The lyrics were problematic, and okay. so I don't think they'll Publicly. they'll go into this book. But the archive of <laughs> the archive. Oh. Wow. No, but I did have this moment where I was like, I don't really have that many audio recordings of my voice mm-hmm. when I was walking down here this morning. And maybe it's not even working, so today's not the day. Right. But I had this, like, really fast flash forward of, like, the great, being the great grandma. Mm. And someone being like, oh my god, what a token of, like, what a weirdo this chick was. <laughs> uh, okay, so pens are really important to her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're going to be like, now we don't even use pens. I we thought you were going to be like, what a lovely voice, like, grandma. <laughs> no. No. <you're- laughs> no. <laughs> but, like, there's a little bit of that that's similar to what you're saying, which is, like, how does one capture identity over time? Um, you said what a political statement, and I, <laughs> I was thinking about, like, that. What did, what did that mean for you when you said it? <laughs> I just feel like there's something about like unedited compilations mm-hmm. that are really not about being able to parse them well, mm-hmm. but about like just artifacts. Yeah. That feels semi-political. It's like we live in a world where everything is edited. Yeah. On some level, right? Whether that's like the picture we post or journalism or. Damn, did you watch the Olympics this round? It's like, just the footage is crazy. Like, it's just... So there's something that feels very, like... I don't know, political to me about the, like... This is just everything, and I didn't do anything to, like, collate it or, like, aggregate it or just, like, make meaning of it. It's just, like, all the shit. It's like a disposal. (laughs) Right. Yeah, as you were saying that, like, it... I feel like I'm identifying with that, which is like I I first said would like oh yeah so that like I can make sense of myself. identity, yeah. but then it's like the delivery mechanism is more of like a dump truck where like <laughs> and so it is a little bit of like a fuck you. It's like here I am, but yeah. also I'm resisting labeling because I'm like creating like an unsolvable puzzle mm-hmm. 
greatly. Like, how are you ever... multitudes. Right, yeah, totally. Yeah, no, I do, like, I am attracted to that. And I think it's why, like, there's something about not reading my journal again that is freeing. Yeah. Because I'm, like, the purpose of reading it is to do some, like, evaluation or analysis on myself. When, like, guess what? I do that every fucking day. Like, I don't need more than that. And yeah. so, like, it's actually, like, oh, God, I don't have to worry about it. Just, yeah. like, it happened. Um, which is why, I guess, I don't know, that's why I felt it was, like, a political thing. Hmm. Are you going to make it happen? I think so. So, I, I, I keep a day one journal. Yeah. And so that was the easiest for me to, like, tag. I'm doing a little bit of curating. So, like, I tagged some of the things in 2017 I'm like this could go into the thing Mm -hmm. then I would probably do the same through my computer I would look at all my emails Yeah. I would look at my paper journals and transcribe them Mm -hmm. I would look at my SoundCloud files I would look at my photos texts are the hardest one like texts Mm. piss me off because it's really hard to export texts yeah I intentionally delete my texts after 30 days Mm. The, the other lens that I'm looking at this through is like uh, I loved reading, you know, like, if you really like James Joyce, you're like, what was this person like? You can find the letters. Yeah. It's like an artifact. And they're all there. And it's like, James Joyce, like, 1919 to 1927. It's like, this big. And it's like, holy shit. And it's wild to me that, like... Wait, I'm a good mechanism for that. Yeah, like, I don't know who... I don't even know who's interesting anymore. Let's say people want to know Elon Musk's... Well, can we pick someone who's not horrible? Yeah. Who, who, who's alive now that when they die, you would, like, kill to, like, read their course? Serena Williams. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. I would love that. Right? What a, what a fucking badass. Uh, so many layers. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> the literal opposite of Elon Musk. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> um... So, you know, God forbid, 2070, but she's she's ancient at this point. She passes away yeah. in her sleep. Uh, and then she, you know, she's not going to spend the hours combing through her email. But let's say she left the password, and she has a biographer. Yeah. And so the biographer's job is now to make sense of her life through her correspondences. Most of it is lost. Like, you know, the texts are, I guess you could, like, email Apple and be like, let me get those. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I think about this in the context of kids growing up, though, too. Like, so she's got, like, this little baby, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, or, like, we have, like, all these friends who have had babies in the last, like, two years, right? And, like, I see them never. And I see their babies on Instagram or day. Yeah. And... Their kids, like, fast forward 10 years from now, they're gonna be like, what was my childhood like? And you're like, no problem, I got you. Like, right. here's in chronological order right. when you first used a toothbrush. Right. Uh, which is wild. I that's, that is, but of course, right now, that's living on a platform that, like, you don't actually have control over. And I don't mm-hmm. even know if there's, like, an easy way to download that stuff. Assuming there is, the other benefit of these is, like, you actually won't have the glut of information problems. So, like, let's say you printed out every integration and you have this, but, like, you could also then just curate it, like, these were your most liked photos, honey. There's already some, I think the difference is that there's already some uh, edited experience, like, what happened, what went on there in the first place is governed by many more things than 
just what happened in your life. Yeah. You know what? You know who I think is probably on the cutting edge of this kind of work is like you know, you know the notion of like discovery in lawsuits. Yeah. So like. Yeah. There's like. At the beginning. You know, they're like, okay, here's everything. Good, yeah. Like, good luck, motherfucker. Find what's working. And so it's this sort of antagonistic. It's like, find it if you can. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they have to, like, hire people, but then they probably have algorithms where it's like... Because, you know, if I'm looking through Serena Williams' email, I'm looking through the... I want the good stuff. <laughs> Some of it might be easy to find, like, okay, the first time she emailed... Uh, Alexis. Right. It's like, <laughs> okay, I can type in his name right. and find it. But, like, other things is, like... Maybe length is important, right? Like, mm -hmm. if Serena wrote a really long email, mm -hmm. I kind of want to mm -hmm. find that. Mm -hmm. If there's a lot of, like... Emojis. Emojis, <laughs> or, yeah, like, sentiment analysis. Yeah. Like, this is the time she was mad. Right, because the last thing I would want as the biographer is, like, just to, like, get a dump of her Instagram. And but don't I... you think, like, a wax museum of just her is, like, more interesting? <laughs> <laughs> no? Potentially. I've never been into a wax museum. They're fucking creepy. <laughs> that was like a thing that happened when I was a child. We would like go to wax museums. Really? I don't know why. And I, oh, I hate it. I hated them. They're so creepy. What does a wax museum look like in the 21st century? How can you? How can we preserve that creepiness? Like, what is the? <laughs> what is the purpose of a wax museum? To scare young children, I think. Scare young children. <laughs> To kind of create like to deify, bizarro like, versions, dudes. bizarro deified versions <laughs> of dudes, and um, it's like it's like taxidermy but for humans. <laughs> Do you think there's like big wax who's like funding these like projects? <laughs> it's a huge industry, <laughs> multi-billion. <laughs> big wax. The wax lobby is like. I think you should probably open a wax museum up in Wichita. Like who decides who's gonna go into it? The wax curator? Because it's not, it's not irony driven. I don't think. I mean, maybe you're... But we should make that, though. <laughs> right, so it's like... <laughs> you know what actually could be a good... Like, here's a wax... Here's kind of a, a wax aesthetic thing. Is like, you know how there's all these bots that like, kind of like behave like... So they take like the corpus of all... So let's like, say yeah. it's 2017. Kim Kardashian just tragically passed away. Um... But, like, we have all of her, like, all of the things she said. So it's, like, text Kim K. So it's still a wax figure of Kim K. But she's, like, on her phone, and, like, you're standing close to it, and you can just have a conversation with her. <laughs> Not what I want to do in 2070. However, I can see that it would sell well. Uh, there's probably a business here. And there's kind of something waxy about it, because it's, like, bizarre. It's, like... You could wax poetic. Oh. Oh, yeah. Let's go back to Serena. I'm more excited about Serena. <laughs> what a legend. Yeah, I, th I think this idea is is worth exploring. The wax museum idea, or the no, the 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 archive. Yeah, the bar. <laughs> I'm so I'm so thankful. Yeah, no, I I usually do naming consulting for an hourly fee, but it just sometimes I can't keep it in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I've got a, I, I came up with a name for, we're doing like some critical thinking stuff at Khan Academy. Mm -hmm. Think on it. Sorry? Think, think on it. Think, think on it. Think on it. I got it. It's like one word. Or two words. T-H-I-N-K-H-A-N dot I-T. <laughs> dot. <laughs> oh, it's a domain. Yeah, it's also. <laughs> Slash <yeah>. company brand. <laughs> okay. Right. 
Okay, so you are monetizing critical thinking. <laughs> Got it. There's just ads up. <laughs> Got it. Uh, okay. It's not one of my best. I'm just sharing that. Yeah, was my reaction like not indicative of my support? <laughs> Did that not read like total awe? I wasn't looking for positive reaction, but when I saw the totally neutral, like just completely receiving yeah. thing, I just felt like I wanted to throw that. I wanted to remove any burden you felt to sort of say something. <laughs> Thank you. It's a freaking <laughs> savior. <laughs> Uh, what what is what is inspiring you right now besides your archive? Um, I'm I'm writing more, which is nice. I'm being a little bit gentler with my writing because I'm I'm such like a uh, my here's my latest picture of myself as a writer. Okay. It's like you here's feel just... like you're a failed writer, but you don't even deserve that title because you don't even write that much. So like, start writing. And Wait, is that like a, is that like a compassionate voice? No, no, there's no oh. compassion here. It's, I said gentler. <laughs> I was like, oh, so you're fail, you're like failing at failed. Yeah, writer right, label. right. I'm not even right. a failed. Writer. Yeah, okay. less than a failed writer. Mm-hmm. Cool. But I'm not done. So like, so okay. that's just the beginning. Oh. Uh, and then like, as I've been writing, I write in such like this adolescent way, as if. Like my, as if like I was frozen in time around 13 or 15. Right. Like I hit my peak then. Yeah. And then I didn't even like I just sort of froze. Yeah. And so now I'm sort of thawing out <laughs> my 15 year old self right. in my right. in my corporate art. And then, but here's the optimism: is like maybe if I just keep doing it, I'll grow up. Ha. Uh, there's so much there. So. Okay, so what what are, what are the, the pathways of thawing that have been successful so far? I'm writing a screenplay. Oh. Um, it's called Object Oriented. <laughs> Did we talk about this? No. Um, it's loosely based on the Uber story, um, <laughs> but in Object Oriented, uh, the the CEO, the brash kind of misogynist CEO, he's, he is the way he is because he has a repressed desire to uh, romantic desire for cars. And so when the company creates this self-driving car, he falls in love with it, and his whole world changes. Object-oriented. Mm-hmm. But, um... But not Uh, okay. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you gonna put the screenplay on? Are you gonna act it out? Um, so, thinking, thinking like a good product manager, I've, I started over... Yeah, but how are you gonna implement this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, um... I'm having trouble now because it was it was pretty good when it was like this disaster of a screenplay, but right. I realized like no one will no, like that's not going to work. So I've stripped it down to like a three character um, audio play. Oh. Because then it's like get three people in front of a microphone yeah. and we can do a couple scenes. Great. Um, the challenge is I'm not good at dialogue, like writing dialogue. Okay. So, but maybe improvisation stuff. Yeah, like I'm, insert dialogue here. In yeah. Like placeholder. Right. Like and just hand people the script. Just like, see what happens. Riff, riff for, <laughs> Natalie riffs for five to ten minutes. <laughs> totally leading the rest of the characters yeah, into right, a black yeah. hole that we cannot get out of. And then I can just sort of insist that that's how Curb Your Enthusiasm does it. And Larry David's a genius. So. Um, no, but it feels much more. It feels realizable in that way. Is it an important part of your thawing process to like have other people thaw with you? Like, is this a solitary thought, or do you thaw better with other people? Uh, that's such a good question. I uh, 
I think it's like both. I think there's plenty of thawing I can do in a solitary way. Mm-hmm, but um, yeah, I'm a bad. I, I want so badly to collaborate. Yeah. But I'm not a great collaborator, and so I want to. Oh, God, anyway. I have so many feelings about this. I was just writing about that this morning, like how I feel like a bad collaborator too. Mm. Like we like tell this like thing about collaboration being so important, but like I don't really know who's good at it. Yeah. <laughs> or like. Mm. what their qualities are uh, and for me like I, I was at therapy last night and I was like thinking about um, I actually wanted to discuss at therapy two things that I was really proud of because mm. that happened recently that I felt was like aligned with my values and the way I want to show up in the world and one of them was very anger driven like an action that was driven out of anger it was like standing up for people that I wanted to stand up for and the other was very like uh, uh like I'm awesome, skills driven, yeah. uh, and the feelings associated with them were really different. And what I learned from my therapy last night was like, oh, I get angry when I don't feel heard or seen, or when other people, I feel like they're not being heard or seen. Mm. So like I get really angry when like, in this case it was like, I really wanted to stand up for like teachers getting paid yeah. for their work. Yeah. And I felt like not paying them was like, for all sorts of reasons wrong, but like, that they weren't like being valued or heard or seen. So I got like really angry about it. And I, I think collaboration, I swear this is related, yeah. is hard because for, for me, like there's a fundamental thing that needs to happen, which is like I feel seen and heard and other people feel seen and heard to right. enable that to happen. Right. And that like doesn't come for free. Right. Right. But it requires me to like know that as a starting point and then to be able to like communicate in a way of saying, I don't feel seen or heard yeah. and have that not be like the end of something yeah. but like okay right. that's not like how normal work works right. uh, that's so hard wow I, I have lots of thoughts too I, I'll just share quickly it's like only tangentially related what you're just saying but it, it like that means it came up um, I had like a really good therapy session a couple weeks ago with my therapist and like it was like I don't know if you have these words, but it's like, like wow, moment. like that was like, that was fucking great. Yeah, cool. Um, and of course, instantly I want to like somehow like freeze it in right. time. Yeah. Were, we, were we recording? Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and so the next the next time, like I was like, let's let's talk about it. And I, I was like, talk no. about how great it was. Yeah. Or like what was good about it. Yeah. But then one of the things that I was struggling with was like I was like I admit that I'm wondering like who who was great. Like, did you go and have another great session? Mm. Or, like, was it me? Like, am I... So, so in terms of, like, visibility, in terms of, like, credit. Yeah. And, like, I'm still, like, I'm not at a place where I can say anything, like, useful about it, but it's very powerful. He's like, he's like, there's, like, a third. Mm. It's, like, not you, me, but an us kind of thing. Yeah. And, like, a little, it's, like, a little mystical. Yeah. uh, That's so cool. In coaching, there's this, like, model, like, uh you know that you like put your hands out and extend your arms and the other person does and you like each take steps back so mm. that you create kind of like an A-frame mm. and like you push and you push and you push and like you really like will fall over if the other person like backs out yeah. and like the entire goal of like therapy or coaching is to like establish the A-frame type yeah. of thing so that like structurally there's just so much that can happen underneath the yeah. A-frame yeah. Uh, but like getting to that point is like it's yeah. hard it is. And, and I also feel like it only has limited relevance to what you're describing, which is also like rendering people visible. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, where it's like, like the teacher example, like I don't, I don't think the solution there is like, hey, like you're part of a bigger picture. Like you, you need to yeah. 
there's like some baseline stuff that has to happen. But like if you're at a stage that I oftentimes find myself at, which is like I'm not getting the credit that I want. Yeah. There's like this like jujitsu move where you're like it's it's not like Natalie versus Nick or who okay zero sum who is responsible for like more of the five. I, there's I've repeated this like thing that uh, I learned from one of these people that led a coaching session I was in. And she she just like said it very nonchalantly, but it's really stuck with me, which is like, if I don't make it about you being right or me being right, what opens up? Mm-hmm. And like every time I find myself in like this like a moment of tension, mm-hmm. I like I've been trying to say this to myself, and I'm like, it's like it just cuts through the crowd where I'm like, oh, I just. I'm feeling defensive or like I feel like yeah. I need to justify myself or prove something or whatever and in those moments I'll say that I'll be like oh man I did this to my manager I'm like wow I noticed that like when you said that I felt really defensive and like I don't want it to be like that like what can we do is that what you is that what you meant to like have is that the impact you meant to have mm-hmm. and then he'll be like no <laughs> and I'll be like yeah that's weird how quickly I did that yeah. you know and it's like yeah. just like cutting it yeah is like super powerful it's, it's like incredible a, yeah a the thawing, collaborative thawing, because I think it's really hard, but I also think, like, I imagine this third, this third, like, it's like, oh, wow, it just melts it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not, like, a thawing, it's just, like, totally. that feels so, I, romantic. Like, I like that idea <laughs> yeah. a lot. I feel like half the thawing for me, well, first of all, I feel like we're all stuck in some young version of ourselves, so that's not, like, a big thing, but, uh, it's like just starting to say more of what's going on for me and like where I need help or like where I want support or like where I feel scared. Yeah. It's like so powerful. Yeah. It's like no one's like, really? You weak, terrible <laughs> right. person. They're like, me too. Or right. like, a, yeah, you want to do something around that? I'm just like, ah. So I, all I'm saying is I'll read your... I'll read your object-oriented with you. Great. Thank you. I love that. That was That's what this was actually all about. Yeah. No, I, I, I just wanted to get to the conclusion. <laughs> Thank you. Can you imagine if we met and we didn't make a decision? That would have been horrible. <laughs> that would have been really... <laughs> <sighs> okay, cool. For 2 p.m. It's like, what, 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 who would we be? <laughs> <laughs> you have to go, yeah? Yeah. Let's just get. Let's see if we record it. I'm really curious. Yeah, that was fun. Oh yeah. Oh wow! Boom. What skill?